before we start the show, for anyone who's listened before, you know that I live in Nashville and our co-host John grew up in Middle Tennessee. And this week, a devastating tornado hit Middle Tennessee, leaving at least 25 dead, hundreds homeless and millions of dollars in damage. Tell me how you really feel, Logan. Speaking of sad dogs, I'm not going to pull a Sarah McLaughlin to guilt anyone into donating. But if you are interested, uh, take a look into the description box of this episode. There's three different organizations there that are local and they won't fuck anybody over and pocket the money. And um, with that, we hope you enjoy our very loud and action-packed episode of Lethal Weapon. I interrupted the fuck out of Jesus. God. Hello and welcome to Hold My Popcorn, where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. I'm Max Healy in Nashville and in Boston. We have a giddy and rock hard Tim Begin. How you doing, Timmy? Bex, I am so excited. I am so excited. I am delighted. I'm delighted and excited because, th- I mean, this is undoubtedly my favorite movie that has ever I've ever seen. It holds a spe- very special place in my heart, and I have important news to announce. Abby watched this with me last night wow. for the first time, and she liked it. Wow. She liked it, folks. You know what that means? I picked the right gal. (laughs) Wedding's still on. No need to sign that prenup, my dear. (laughs) You can have every piece of my heart now. Yeah, prenup valid contingent on your liking of Lethal Weapon. (laughs) And in Northern California, we have an equally rock hard, but for different reasons. The Sacramento masturbator himself, John Anoshak. How you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I'm fucking great, except I was a little more mischievous in how I sold this movie to my wife. She did not watch it with me. I did it under the guise of, I have to watch this movie. I am so intelligent, and you love me. And she said, yes. (laughs) Secretly, I fucking loved every second of this fucking movie. I mean- That makes me so happy. Dude, like, I really, really enjoyed this. So, Max, I'm fucking fantastic. My wife's not here- um, so I can say everything I possibly could want and let's talk about this movie. But first, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Just finished this movie about 30 minutes ago because my computer <laughs> died last, last night while watching it. <laughs> Nikki did not I, watch I a second of this movie. Well, I mean, that's her loss. I, I don't know how you could have survived without knowing the end of this movie. <laughs> We're going to be doing a total 180 from last month. Speaking of wives. And uh, Christmas is going to be coming early for the Timster. And for anybody who's been listening to the show since the beginning, all five of you, Tim's Day of Reckoning <laughs> has finally arrived. We Series. want Lethal Weapon! <laughs> there is just a lonely saxophone playing in an alley right now in my apartment. I've hired a saxophone player to play Lethal Weapon theme song while this is happening, just so I can feel engrossed in the movie. That's right. The saxophones, the mullets, the getting too old for this shit. Wow, wow, and it's all about family values at the end of the day, except you got a friend who likes to drink a little bit too much and put a gun in his mouth occasionally. <laughs> yep, that's what that's right. This week we're starting Lethal Weapon. There you go. <laughs> the, the progressively over-the-top odyssey that is Lethal Weapon. As we're gonna be diving into an entire month of nothing but lethal weapon. This is the single greatest month I've ever had in my life. Wait a second. So I, I have to watch the second one, There's a fourth one, one too, John. Chris Rock's in the fourth one and Jet Li. 
Yeah. And Joe, well, I mean, Joe Pesci's in the, in the third one too. In the second one. Second. Yeah. Second one, third one. Sorry. Yep. They'll come later. I but not right now. I just preface this. So Tim, you're on team lethal weapon, but yep. John, the Sacramento masturbator is on team bad boys because I am a bad boy. Listen, <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm, I'm just not, saying I'm not. that month is coming. I would. I welcome that month with open arms. That's a that is could be my third favorite trilogy. Oh, your third favorite. Mm. Yeah. What's Die Hard. Your, what's that? Die Hard number two. No, no. Backdoor Sluts nine. <laughs> oh God, not that one. Yeah. I tried Didn't. dropping the backdoor Sluts nine uh, with my wife once, and it just went right <laughs> over her head. She's like, what? <laughs> like we already talked about this. Like anal's for Christmas. Like what? Are, He's like John. No, once a year. That's a, that was our deal. Look at the contract. That's right. And you know she's not going to listen to this episode, so you can say all the anal things you like, John. Exactly. I signed that contract with a mushroom tattoo, bitch. <laughs> Just stamp, pop, bam. The movie that we are talking about is from 1987, *Lethal Weapon*, directed by Richard Donner, starring Mel Gibson, Danny Glover. Gary Busey and Tom Atkins. I can't, I oh forgot Tom Atkins was in this. I'm like, Dr. Sexy Dan from Halloween 3 and Busey's in this movie? Dude, oh, shit. it is a cavalcade of fucking <laughs> who's who in here. I mean, I'm, I'm just being real. Like, this is this movie was like the height of Hollywood. The height of Hollywood was Lethal Weapon. Like, think about the people in this movie. Think about the teeth in this movie. Think about the mustaches. <laughs> I mean... It does. There's no time period in Hollywood that even compares. Well, all the coke, so, truly, okay. all of the coke. So the coke. There is. There are everything. tits in the first two seconds of this movie. <laughs> that is amazing. And they were artistic, artistic tits too. Yeah, classic. You know, like just enough Classy where they tits. kind of like float above the air. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. It's like a centerfold. <laughs> Like a centerfold. Yeah. Should we, should we get into it? <laughs> I just want to say, before we get into it, real quick, that they did, the director, the producers, I don't know, the editing team. Joel did a Silver. Fantastic mm-hmm. job of reining in Busey's teeth in this. <laughs> I know. We'll get into Busey here in a little bit. I, it, this is a different type of Busey that, that it, we've it seen in this movie. We had a loss. Yeah. By the way, this is going to be our fourth Busey movie. <laughs> Jesus. He's just in everything. He's in every good movie. How was he not like in the, the on the Mount Rushmore of Hollywood? I don't know. I know. Chiseled Doesn't by he... his own teeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, so this movie is um, produced by Joel Silver, who also did Die Hard. And it's the same guy who did the music in each movie. That's why they kind of have the same vibe. Oh. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to get into it? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. And this is literally the first note I had was, you know, this is Timmy's kind of movie when the first thing you see is Yabos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, imagine what is, the inner dialogue. The inner dialogue audience. with that would just be like you could he would probably be breathing like. <laughs> a, a, a soft, a soft rustling underneath the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to insert. I, actually, I got a, I got a Timmy sound effect. I'm going to insert into the show. So I'll put it in right there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but like audience, 
just like it's like Max said, the five listeners have been listening this whole time. <laughs> what is my first comment about every single movie that we watch? Where are the tits? And it, where are the tits? And even movies that have tits in them, I'm like, why did there? Why why did it take this long to get tits in them? This is why Lethal Weapon is the greatest picture film ever made. Cut scene, two milliseconds in, yabos, perfect. <laughs> Perfect start to a movie. That, that's your criteria. <laughs> yep. Now, did the uh, the swan dive suicide off of the skyscraper kind of deaden that for you at all? Or did that just fulfill a fantasy or two? That is my climax moment. <laughs> wow. Now, it's interesting that you say that because I was thinking like, what if, so like you think we, we were we were slightly discussing going into deep graphic detail of autoerotic asphyxiation. What if you climaxed fall in free fall i think that's like it's pretty next level right yeah i think that's pretty much like the height of sexual experimentation right i think that like you i think that would be like a new thing in urban dictionary it'd be called like fun sleet or something where like it just lands <laughs> on you after the fact yeah <laughs> <laughs> so how would you uh explain so going out fun sleeting but you tell me someone jizzed on this person from up there on that balcony? No, detective. That is his own jizz. What? Man, <laughs> that's crazy. Shit. This show's been going on for too long. <laughs> the weird thing is that this is the third episode we've done where there's something like that has happened. <laughs> Wait, you mean to tell me you got a black eye from a fucking facial? <laughs> Man, that shit's cold. <laughs> Um, by the way, th- this whole like suicide scene, uh, Forrest Gump completely stole, except that this girl had the balls to actually jump. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Jenny, oh, I'm all fucked up on drugs. I'm just going to get up on here and get close to the feelings of, of falling to my death. You didn't do it, Jenny, all right? Stop right. being melodramatic. Yeah. And turn down Freebird when you're at it. Yeah, exactly. Too loud. If you want to be a real, if you want to be a real real hardcore hardcore you know druggy you jump off that balcony and you land on a car and then Roger Murtaugh shows up with his glorious mustache and starts <laughs> making fun of your hooker friend <laughs> that is how it's done remember when they're dead they're all hookers <laughs> exactly that's right the knowledge out of that show Archer is endless for the young man <laughs> yes Thought you said it was a call girl. They're all hookers when they're dead. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Murtaugh, you're uh, introduced to a naked detective Murtaugh in the bathtub, played by Danny Glover, who gets bombarded by his entire family with a cake since it's his 50th birthday. Wouldn't we all like, uh, let's be honest here. The Murtaugh's are the American family. They are the model mm-hmm. family. Everyone else is just trying to get to on their level, right? Everyone else is just right. chasing the Murtaugh dragon. What a lovely family. What a lovely family. I want to be the father, though, when I have that perfect, like, white picket, you know, fence, American family kind of a situation where when I sit down for breakfast, I have a gun in my hip. <laughs> that, now, that is the American family. Dad now, is that because you down. want to be like Roger Murtaugh, or is that for another reason? Let's <laughs> display my dominance. Make sure this family stays away. I want it to be. 
Yeah, because I I was, to... this is starting to sound like not a perfect family, John, and more like <laughs> an, uh, a kidnapped family or an entrapped family. No, this is simply awareness of the wild hog problem in the rural America, um, i.e. Davis, California, where <laughs> I need to walk around with an AR-15, not only to exercise my right as an American citizen to carry an AR-15, but because a big old pig is going to come and just go hog wild on my daughter. And I don't need that happening. Fast forward to John just three weeks from now telling Lisa that he's watching Lethal Weapon for the fourth week in a row. He just puts his gun on the table. (laughs) (laughs) I actually got talked out of uh, entering into a gun raffle at a conference I was at recently. recently, Who talked you out of it? My wife. I can't say that because it's copyrighted probably at this point. My wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a gun and you know who said no? My wife. My wife wouldn't let me get a gun. Sorry, last <laughs> podcast, we give you all the credit for that one. But seriously, in that in that moment, that's exactly what happened. My wife was like, you're fucking not. Because, sorry, all right. I was entering a raffle for three guns, a 22, a shotgun, and 40-06 with all the scopes and everything I could possibly want. And I wanted to give mm-hmm. one of those to my mother-in-law. Um, mm-hmm. But Lisa had to point out things like, you can't ship guns across state lines. <laughs> and that's kind of difficult. And mm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. It's upsetting. Mm. I want to be American. Tell her to lighten up. Right. Interstate gun trafficking is, it's really more of a guideline. <laughs> It's a, it's a loose law. It's a loose law. Yeah, I ship guns at people all the time. <laughs> yeah, cut out Next. five weeks from now. John's watched this movie five times and is on CNN <laughs> getting handcuffed for trafficking fucking guns across. The <laughs> Max sends Max sends lone bullets to uh, state senators <laughs> while making a uh, uh, with a picture a Polaroid of him making a throat slitting motion. <laughs> But out of out of love, <laughs> you got my vote. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm German. Yeah, I underlined yeah, that, the, the mind several times to show that I really mean it. <laughs> that definitely got us on the list. <laughs> All right, back to this movie though. Um, definitely not enough bubbles in that bath for, for the whole family coming in. No. You got a Danny Glover dick just like popping out of the water when they all barge yeah. in. You know, you know, Marta's dealing with a hog down there. Oh, yeah. It's a oh, reason why dude. he doesn't need a big gun. He- that thing's washing his legs for him. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking windshield wiper. <laughs> well, it's got to be. I mean, to have that many fucking kids like that fast, like he's got to be touching the bottom of his wife's stomach. Like with that. Yeah. Thing. Like, just bruising her. Let's be honest. Trish looks great in this. Like Trish looks great for having that many kids. She really lost that baby weight quick. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it's because it's right. because of the the actual depth of penetration. <laughs> oh, I had no idea. So the baby actually kind of grows. It's so it, the the knuckles are involved, Tim. But the baby grows <laughs> right. yep. closer uh-huh. to the sternum, so that way it kind of encases it in the in the bone. So therefore, mm-hmm. you don't uh, you don't have to make room as much. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. The baby goes on. Your terms. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Right? This is going to be a long episode. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We're five minutes into this movie. (laughs) Fuck. You know why I know that? You know why I know that? Because my note here is five minutes, 44 seconds in, and Martel's already aware that he's getting old. (laughs) 
<laughs> because his family's like shit. then you see a trailer on the beach and you're introduced to a naked detective Riggs played by Mel Gibson who apparently woke up with a cigarette already lit in his mouth another reason why this movie's great not only did we have tits in the first two nanoseconds of this movie we have Mel Gibson's ass in the first six minutes of the movie <laughs> it is you also nice. have three straight introductions of naked characters <laughs> it's fantastic Terminator Terminator wanted to be this but they couldn't Oh, we're gonna have naked Arnold Schwarzenegger. Big fucking deal. We have we had naked Danny Glover and naked Mel Gibson. That's where the money's at, folks. I need to You're welcome. It's not fantastic. It's bananas. The fact that, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that there is this much nudity already. We've already got a mullet with a naked ass on top of that. I gotta say, he's got a tight ass. He's got a great ass. Now is that like the? He's got a great ass. Great ass. Sorry, go ahead. You're going to say something else? I bounce it. No, I, I, I got nothing past that other than that. I want to touch it and bounce it. That's okay. All. all right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I was just going to say, though, in these these movies, this is like one of my biggest pet peeves in movies just in general. It's just like the hard drinking, junk food eating, like cigarette smoking character who then looks like Mel Gibson. Why do movies <laughs> yeah. always do that? Perfect teeth. Ugh. Clearly taking care of his body other than the cigarettes and junk food. Because I can attest, I've put I've put this theory to the test. I've I've sacrificed my body for science. And uh you don't look like that. You look like me. Which is uh fat. And, and you're not marked. nice to your dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm not nice to my dog. He gets kicked a lot. <laughs> All right, well, then you find out that Riggs is a real wild card during this drug bust where the dealer holds him up at gunpoint and he tells the cops and the dealer to shoot, but Riggs ends up headbutting the guy and taking his gun. Dude, he goes full flubber in this scene. He's like, <laughs> and just like starts smacking yep. himself in the face and suddenly makes a gun appear. <laughs> he does full I, three stooges. He does the eye poke, everything. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's amazing. This scene from start to finish is fantastic. Mixing up a hundred thousand with a hundred dollars, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that's nickels. basic. Yeah, basically, that's just like taking salt and throwing it in their eyes. And you're like, he's about to, he's about to arrest them. He didn't have to do this. He could have just thrown his bat. No, I'm gonna embarrass you too. And then this guy getting all confused by Riggs being crazy. It's fantastic. I've modeled my uh, my whole world after this. I act <laughs> crazy all the time to confuse people. Okay? New clients and then negotiating new deals just, just start foaming at the mouth. Yeah, exactly. They don't know what's, what's going on. They just don't Bye. want to cross. Bye. <laughs> By the way, this drug deal the Riggs uh, does a bust in is at a Christmas tree lot in broad daylight, like five feet away from a busy street. That was that was the eighties and Coke, man. Just, it's everywhere. Nobody expected good it coming out of the stand. Christmas tree trade. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Jan. I mean, it's great. You're mobile. You show up once a year. There are a million people running the same business. It's the perfect crime. If you get caught, you throw it up because, in the air. Say it's fake snow. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Heroin, Christmas trees. Like you never see that coming. Mm-hmm. You really don't. No. 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 I, I, I do feel like these dealers, though, are like a typical 22-year-old today who says that they're an entrepreneur. You know, they're just like, I sell high-grade cocaine at 10 grand per pound. I'm also a seasonal Christmas tree lot employee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they do hair on the side. Yeah. Yeah. It fills my nights. <laughs> um, also, the guy who holds Gibson up is Anthony Kiedis' dad. Really? really, the guy yeah. in the guy in the flannel with the yeah. uh, like the bald head and the ponytail. 
That's yep. Anthony oh, Kiedis' dad? That's his dad, and he goes by the name Blackie Dammit. That's that's what he goes by. Jeez. It makes sense why Anthony Kiedis was such a mess. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> Anthony was clearly buying heroin from his father. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It, wow. I don't I think I don't think this guy I think he had a real method acting uh, approach to this role. <laughs> and by method acting, I think he was just a drug dealer. <laughs> when I say method, I mean no. he's literally on meth. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yes, yes, Dude, that fucking kilo of fucking fucking heroin they had on the table was actually real. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah. coke. Because Mel Gibson eats it like he's like eating a bowl of cereal. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's good. Yeah, smooth. <laughs> One of them mm. says smooth. It's great. <laughs> yeah. No one's ever said Coke was smooth. <laughs> Put extra baby powder in it. Makes it yeah. silky in your nose. So Riggs then almost kills himself while watching the Looney Tunes as you find out through 80s exposition via his police doctor. His wife died the year prior. and He's a, just a real mad dog. I, this is such a good... So, like, obviously the whole, like... Uh, almost suicide scene where he's holding the picture of his of his wife Vanessa is <laughs> fantastic. Ray Mel Gibson, I mean, say what you will about his uh his Nazi-ish leanings, which we all know are terrible, <laughs> but he is a fantastic actor and does a great yep. job in this scene. Yeah, he does. And then the next scene where the chief is just like Dismi- I love when he's just dismissing the psychiatrist because it's on so many levels such like an 80s thing. He's like, listen, you dumb broad. I don't want any of your psycho babble. This guy's <laughs> until this guy blows a, a hole in his skull. He's out in the field. <laughs> he's the best in the biz. Yeah. Oh, I got degrees. Oh, yeah. You're still just a broad with a clam. Get out of here. <laughs> Get back in the kitchen. It needs to be cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> I purposely oh. spilled shit in there. Because <laughs> she is like, without question, correct. Like Her interpretation of the situation is 100% right. He should not be an uh, officer of the law with a gun. He should be institutionalized until suicidal thoughts go away. But the guy's just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, what do you want me to do? Take him out of the field? Get out of here. <laughs> well, like, imagine that argument, though. Like, like, Captain, I have to interview every officer after every kill in the field. He has killed 20 people <laughs> yes, this last month. Yeah, exactly. Three yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> One was a crossing guard. And he seems to be getting happier. What is wrong with this picture? Yeah, exactly. That's, yes. I didn't have my coffee yet and I got three calls. <laughs> See, this is where you need Denise Richards. <laughs> if yes. Denise was there, the she just would have fucking just been like, motorboat them titties. <laughs> and you'd be like, all right, we should take them out for, just give them a vacation for a couple weeks with pay, with pay. With I think pay. I need more therapy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Mel Gibson kind of has an Australian accent in this movie that he doesn't have in any of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, the cops then meet each other after Murtaugh charges Riggs, thinking that he's a gunman. But he quickly finds out that Riggs is his new partner, and he's getting too old for this shit. Oh my god, did we have a counter on this movie for yes. how many times he says that to himself? Yes. Bing! There I, we go. All I know is it's too little. <laughs> <laughs> I want more. I wrote it down. I did I did it, Derek. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys that at the end. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, thanks, Max. That's great uh-huh. of you. 
I love when he does like the little like shoulder, uh, you know, shoulder <laughs> throw. Yeah. It's like then the saxophone plays. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so much sax. Then you're introduced to a slick, oddly calm and collected looking Gary Busey happily getting his arm burnt by his uh, heroin kingpin boss, General Peter McCluster or McAllister, Peter McAllister. McCluster. No, let's go with McCluster. That sounds like McCluster would have been better, actually. That would have been such a that would have been much more of a movie name. Yeah, McCluster's great. The dude, the 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 actual like heroin dealer in this scene, like he is he such a good like eighties drug oh, drug yeah. dealer character. It's because he was the he was probably Joe Silver's actual drug dealer. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's another method He's on actor. Set. <laughs> Again, my method. Hey, the other <laughs> guy couldn't make dealer. it in. Just uh just do what you just do what you did with me about twenty minutes ago. Come on. He's just like right. looking at his watch. Hurry up. Get out there. And and Gary Busey was definitely getting burned in this scene yes. in real life. <laughs> that's what the guy's freaking out. He's like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> Don't call uh, me Gary. Call me Mr. Joshua. I will say they the attention to detail in this film is spectacular because later in the film, he actually has a big ass bandaid on, which does further mm. believe, lead me to believe that they did actually burn his. Yes, <laughs> definitely. definitely. <laughs> if anyone's going to be burning this movie, it's going to be me. Give me that thing. Come on. <laughs> You I'll see do it these myself. goddamn teeth. Do it again. Take three. Come on. No, Gary. <laughs> Murta tells his old Vietnam buddy Mike, played by Tom Atkins, aka Dr. Dan, Dr. Sexy from Halloween 3, that his daughter didn't commit suicide and was actually killed. And Mike tells Murta that he owes him a favor and he wants the people who did it dead. Making a scene in his TV store telling people to kill, that's always a good sign. I would definitely buy a TV from a man like that. <laughs> it's a bank, Tim. <laughs> Is that a TV store? Yeah, it's a bank. He's just a banker. He's got lots of TVs. In the 80s, yeah. that was a status symbol. Oh, look how many looked, TVs I got. I don't know. It looked like he was selling TVs in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a it side is hustle. a TV dash bank. Yeah. Well, you know, the 80s were, it was a strange time. Dr. Dan's Bank and TV Emplorium. <laughs> Come, on, Come down. on down. You know what? We sell heroin out the back. All these TVs, none of them have the the uh the what was it? The the fuck, what was it? Uh, the green shamrock? What was the thing in Halloween 3? Oh, um you're on your own. I forget. <sighs> fuck it. All right. Well, that 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 bit didn't work. Anyway, well, I mean, what I can say is this guy's probably also running a porn shop out back because your daughter just doesn't happen to find their way into pornography. It's because you're in the biz. Oh, so, yes, Tim, I do think that he was selling TVs, air swishes and all that shit. Yeah, TVs, more like just fucking porno videos and lots of pee porn, especially that squirrel bird, that squirrel bird shit, because <laughs> he, he produced the Trump pee tape. <laughs> oh, but to your point john his look in this is like the to a t the epitome of an 80s porn director yep very tanned yeah very poker marked so uh after this you got Riggs um handcuffing himself to a potential suicide jumper and then making the dude jump off the building with him that was- do you want to jump do you come on oh god i would love to do that I would love to do that. So, like, uh, so Murtaugh makes such a big fucking deal out of him doing that, but, like, the the jump 
balloon, the, the moon bounce was already down there. I know. Why is it such a big fucking deal? I don't understand. He got the job done. As because like, Murtaugh's like getting too player. old for this shit. He wants to like <laughs> ride out. He wants to ride out of the rest of his career, get his pension, go out in his fishing boat. He doesn't need some fucking hotshot crazy guy named Riggs running around. Jeez. He's got a boat to think about. Yeah, I'm getting too old for this shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Mel Gibson was 30 in this movie when it came out. That's crazy. I know. That makes me feel horrible about my body. <laughs> yeah, I know. Same. I think he's also, he's playing like a 37-year-old, but he was actually 30. It's like, he actually kind of does look older than 30, but at the same time, it's like, we're all 30. Fuck. Yeah, yeah he... I mean, he's he's got some city miles in those face. But then again, I hear that anti-Semitism ages you 1.5 <laughs> times faster, actually, than other humans. So. It's a true statement. Yes, that's true. But can we can we go back to the Like, so the actual jumper in this scene, what a pansy. He was such a little L.A. pansy. You know what I mean? Like an 80s L.A. pansy. Yep. Come on, man. Like a popped suit collar. Probably didn't wear socks in, her, for, in his loafers. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm, honestly, well, they also, they didn't even for, say why he was up there. Yeah. What about, like, like, did he get a parking ticket? Found out his girlfriend was a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll send him a card to let him know. I'm sorry she passed. <laughs> so then the two cops get some male bonding time after Riggs saves Murtaugh's life when he shoots a potential suspect. And then they have dinner at Murtaugh's house. I love, do you think that's what, what uh, the 80s, like, going to buy drugs was back then? Where it's just like, there's a compound up in like Beverly up in the Hollywood Hills and someone on a Vespa just kind of like waves you go on in. I don't know who you are, but <laughs> go, go on, on to this drug compound. And then there's just two like, you know, 80s hot girls up there because, you know, 80s hot girls aren't actually hot. And then uh, nope. <laughs> who are just like dumping cocaine into bags for no expl- explicable reason while you have a guy in like multicolored sweatpants shooting off 12 gauges at you because <laughs> it sounds pretty sweet Woo! so tim i gotta say in bad boys if this wasn't bad boys they would have had to shoot their way into the house just saying <laughs> yeah i know but that's because i feel like that's because miami is a different scene you know what i mean a little less yeah. trusting you know movie's also uh, directed by michael bay right there's a, yeah, there's a process there here that. okay details 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 I Just do like that that girl though. The girl's like on that little motor pad. She's like fifty year old balding black man, thirty year old mullet white guy. Totally normal. Come right. on in. There's plenty of drugs for you guys. Both in suits. Definitely not or, cops. Or, sorry, one one of them's in a suit, and they're driving an Oldsmobile. That doesn't seem like a cop to me at all. <laughs> all right, guys, guys, guys. The sirens guys, guys, on the guys, side guys. of the car. Heroin is not ageist. Unlike cocaine, cocaine discriminates every single day. But I think it is this was cocaine. This, they were selling coke. cocaine at this point. I thought it yeah, was heroin. Everyone's, I thought nah, it was been heroin. You, you don't talk. snort heroin. <laughs> yes, you do. Well, you can't no, you snort don't. heroin. It kills you. Can't. you Did you not you see can't. Pulp Fiction? Well, that can't was a little it. bit too much, and that was Madman. You don't fuck with Madman. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> no, so, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll spoil it. I'll just spoil it now. I mean, the, the bad guys are selling heroin, but everyone else around them is doing blow. Just because it's Cal- it's right. L.A. and in the eighties, like that's that's what they're doing. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really see why like the heroin was such a lucrative prospect for these people. It was like, I th- I'm pretty sure like the drug market was pretty, uh, you know, pretty focused on coke back then. Yeah, those colors are way too bright to be doing heroin. If this was a heroin house, there just would have been people like 
nodding off around the pool, walking around like a zombie. Yeah. It would have been Jesse Pinkman's apartment. That's what it would have I could go like. with that. I yeah. could go with that. But then again, you know, there was, at this time, a lot of people, for some reason, on top of buildings getting ready to jump off. And it, this way, it made sure they didn't get up there. He came to dirty choice in that way. Do enough blow, and you can just rocket ship, ship your way up there. Maybe that's what happened. He just got lost. It's like, I just I did too much. I can't get it back down. <laughs> I don't know how to move my legs. I can see through walls. My fucking ears are bleeding. I can bite the clouds. <laughs> I can bite the clouds. I'm fucking thirsty. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Nose dives off the building. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> By the way, also, you got Murtaugh's oldest daughter just eye-fucking the shit out of Riggs at dinner. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wasn't so... Now, yeah. I just Re- gotta say... Rian just... really wants that rig dick. Dude. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say to that. The 80s was a strange time. Rick, say rig dick. Know. I'm just thinking of, like, a bathroom pipe that's rusty. <laughs> it's got, like, mold on it. <laughs> Come here! I'm gonna get you with it. I mean, to okay, be honest, it, shot, bitch. in in this movie, like Rig Dick would just be a, a nine millimeter Beretta <laughs> shooting bullets. <laughs> Literally, she like would pull off his pants to try to give him a blowjob, and it would just be like Beretta in her face, <laughs> just a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little excited there, honey. I'm not kidding about you being a lethal weapon, Jesus. Yeah. Dude, let's be honest. Mel Gibson keeps a fucking gun in his crotch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's be real here. Let's keep the Jews away. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Calls it. Yeah, he calls it the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> this is my passion. <laughs> you know the Jews killed Jesus, right? Yeah, Mel. We get it. He made a whole movie about it. Oh God! This is this old song and dance again. <laughs> All right, th- cut him off. All right, so the cops head over to the house of the only witness to Amanda's suicide. One explosions. <laughs> bye, bye, Dixie. Yeah, these kids are great. You're gonna bust Dixie. You're gonna bust Dixie. <laughs> Murtaugh has nothing to say. He can't. He, he, he they're caught. They're busted. They yep. look like cops, you know what I mean? It's the way <laughs> it goes. Every fucking way. This, honestly, this is the scene where I thought Abby was going to lose it on the movie because I was just like, because, like, it, this is the point in the movie where it, it, you, it's hard to go five minutes without an explosion. <laughs> no. <laughs> like an explosion or a gunfight, which to me is like the sign of a great movie, but to other people might be like, this is like over the top. But I'm like, I'm like, this is great. It's like you, you literally like you blink your eyes and all of a sudden there's another gunfight happening. <laughs> you sneeze and then there's just smoke in the air. You're like, fuck, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Riggs, he does say that the explosive is similar to what the CIA used to use. And the good guys talk to the six-year-old suspect, and they find out that the bomber had a special forces tattoo, just like Riggs. And they're going to be getting into some deep, deep shit. So, why does it raise no eyebrows that these two have the exact same tattoo, and that they don't know each other? Hmm. What do you mean? So, if I was his partner, I'd be like, 
so did you do this? I mean, immediately like, all right, there's not that many special forces guy with the exact same tattoo. on. Well, the kid would have just said you did it. Yeah. But like him and Busey don't even know each other. It's like, aren't you supposed to have like reunions where you go and like, I don't know, survive in the, in the Thai jungles together and like bury bodies. I don't know. Whatever special forces guys do. You find out later that Riggs has no respect for the Shadow Company. He calls them pussies. Yep. Ah. In fact, he ran into some of those Shadow Company pussies in Saigon. That's right. Guaranteed probably fucking Taekwondo kicked him in the balls. Yeah. Whooped out his Beretta. Shoved up (laughs) their ass. My regular hooker. (laughs) Yeah. That ain't gay. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't gay. (laughs) Nothing's gay in Saigon. Oh, fun fact, though, if you're ever at a brothel, look for the blue lights in the red light district in Amsterdam, especially the blue lights. They aren't the gender you think they are. They are not. Ah, yep. yeah. Women. Tim, you really took that one to heart. Good to know. Yeah. Ah, so they're women. I saw that last year. It's real. It's just over there. I, I got to like hear I... a radio host have a meltdown on XM because he'd, someone told him that on the air. He's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I was all over the blue light district. Got the wrong one, man. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's all just wet holes. (laughs) Jesus. Leave that in, Max. (laughs) That one's going to get me elected president. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Murtaugh goes... To Mike, and he finds out that he's been laundering heroin money. There's the heroin uh, for an ex CIA crew that he was part of called Shadow Company. And they killed his daughter after he wanted out, and he reached out to Murtaugh. Then Busey in a helicopter comes out of nowhere and kills Mike. Fucking bananas. The fact that the helicopter comes out of nowhere in LA with the guy with the high powered rifle. At a funeral. They didn't hear him coming. Yeah, like 10 miles away. Obviously, no, because they're coming in low on the surface of the water, and then they're coming, they're ho- they're hovering straight up on the cliffs. Boom, shot to the chest, straight through the eggnog. Great touch. <laughs> yep. A lot of eggnog, by the way. Mike loves his yeah. eggnog. A strange, a very strange amount of eggnog for, for a <laughs> very, funeral. <laughs> yes. Very unorthodox <laughs> beverage for a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> I do love how the guy has to have his carton of eggnog that gets shot as he gets <laughs> yep. shot. That is great. That was a good touch. I want to know who's like, who wrote that into the script and fought for it because they're like, <laughs> why? Like, no, we don't, but the eggnog isn't necessary. Like, it could be any beverage. Why do we need eggnog? And why does there need to be so much? And there's just some guy in there. It has to be this. It has to be this and this movie's gonna fail. <laughs> Dude, the only way those kinds of Things happen is because they ran out of money in the budget and they could only do the shot once with the helicopter. We got the helicopter for two hours. We got one shot and they just like sneak it in there. Like, <laughs> so yeah, someone lost their job over that, but it made the scene a lot better. I just, I feel like Shane Black was like, eggnog or I walk. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a script to Fox. <laughs> the world needs to know about the eggnog. Who doesn't have a carton or just a full crate of eggnog at their house at any given time? That's how I wrote this whole movie. I bet you there was a producer that's with the eggnog lobby or something (laughs) that got that in there because that's pretty good product placement. 
<laughs> what am I supposed to do with all this eggnog? Ah, I just put in a lethal weapon. Yeah, it's fine. Well, don't we get the company brand in there? Only one company makes eggnog. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Just put it in. <laughs> the original title of this movie was Ding Jong Eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the porno pin like spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, I'm going to make that. I mean, shit. It's all just a wet hole, isn't it? Am I right? <laughs> Cross country <laughs> high five. Watch so that night, Riggs is asking a sex worker about Amanda when Busey shoots him in the chest in a drive-by. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude. It's just it one really, thing after another. It was it was so great. It's so great. They literally just got done with like helicopter hovering up this cliff over a funeral. Sniper shot to the chest. Riggs, Riggs, unlo- un- yeah. Riggs unloads like six clips like at a helicopter that's like... <laughs> 20 miles away at the time. Cut scene to power sliding a car with Gary Busey opening up a door, unloading a 12 gauge into Riggs's chest as he flies into a TV shop window. And slow motion. This movie is the greatest thing that's ever been made. It is fucking awesome. Audience, 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 understand that we are not embellishing how fast this happens. It literally, the scene cuts from the helicopter assault straight to these guys going straight up just like fucking south. Boom! Power! Fucking Tokyo drifting with <laughs> Gary Busey literally hanging out of the car with a shotgun and putting a couple the of the tooth gunman. <laughs> and it happens that fast. I was caught off guard. Busey shoots him so quickly that Mel Gibson's still falling into that um that window in slow motion, and Busey's already like four blocks down the road, just laughing. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the scene happened so fast that I actually wasn't even sure that it was Busey until they say that it was Busey. <laughs> that albino jackrabbit son of a bitch. That's what he says. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's amazing. Such a great line. Even they're even making fun of his teeth in the movie. I <laughs> know. <laughs> God, that was great. Yeah, but Riggs, he's wearing a vest, so so he's good. Yeah, it's all good, guys. It's, it's all, all good. Oh, God. Also, the bad guys, they now think that Riggs is dead, so they have the upper hand. Upper hand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it's a strange world where you think you have the upper hand. They just killed the killed your star witness without you even like laying a finger on them and then just shot one of the one of the detectives. Just like a point blank range without them even knowing about it. So it's like, it's a strange world where you think you have the upper hand. I understand how it gives you a slight advantage, but like guys, they're winning. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. Every way they're following the us. Clearly, clearly do not give a fuck. Mm-mm. Right. God. This, this scene though, this is when the chemistry starts really kicking in with uh, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson as well. I got to say, Danny Glover has a, phenomenal smile like you just want to make that guy laugh and smile yeah yeah you're right. he just looks so I, happy to this day i just think danny glover like i, I i'm gonna be really sad when it comes to like danny glover is like part of this whole you know get, get me too <laughs> because like I, to this day i think like danny glover could be like the nicest best person ever yeah but, don't watch a color purple okay i won't not i can't not nice in that <laughs> I can't. I can't ruin my vision of Danny. No. Can I say how happy I am that we did not have to watch The Color Purple? Think we could not watch that movie. Nope. That would be a veto. I think, 
I think that came up with Lisa during her brainstorming. I was like, nah. Fuck and then that. I got I got yelled at because I basically shot down all of her movie ideas. <laughs> I was like, nah, we'll go to jail. Nah, nah, we'll we'll still go to jail. Nah, we'll be on a list. Like, nah, we can't really make fun of that one. It's already funny. <laughs> Um. Yeah, let's go back to Garden State. Like, she's just like, what about Schindler's List? <laughs> Dear God. Oh, my God. Your head explodes. <laughs> Get my gun. Where is my gun? <laughs> just turn me in. Just turn me in right now. Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, the boys get a call over the radio about the boyfriend of uh, Murtaugh's daughter being dead. And then they get a phone call from Busey saying that Shadow Company has his daughter. Oh, no. Such such a great scene. Yeah, I bet he's got dimples in uh, blonde hair. How'd you know, Sarge? What? Oh, oh shit. So yeah, I'm LA's too a old for this shit. There are a lot of blonde, dimpled, failed actors in LA. I, Definitely. I don't mm-hmm. think that he could have deduced that. Uh, that that's just me. That's just me. I'm just so we got saying, a five percent chance. Bad boys. Well, she, the bad guys would have at least like sent a picture. In a text she message. didn't. She did make a point to say like like Marta was like give it to someone else, and she's like it's like three blocks from your house, Raj. And then he goes, well, let me guess, it's a blonde, dimpled fuck, whatever. And she's like, how'd you know? And then oh, like all the puzzle pieces came together at that point. And then the oh. music goes. Yeah. And then it was like essentially like a the OJ Simpson chase scene back to Raj's neighborhood. <laughs> then in the red lights of this Christmas tree, Riggs tells Murtaugh that they're going to have to do it his way, which means it's going to get bloody. This is why Lethal Weapon's so good. It's because this is like, this was like the trendsetter. It started like all the 80s tropes that we all know and love, where it was like, you know, we have to establish everyone's like superior qualifications at the outset of the movie. <laughs> yep. Happened with Riggs, right? We also have, have to have a turning point where like a good character gets forced to like compromise his morals to meet an end and like there's always like a bad character to not like a bad character but like a less morally uh like a more morally onerous character to help that transition which is Riggs this started all those tropes this movie was like the inception of those tropes it's fantastic it is (laughs) best best buddy cop movie or best buddy cop like series ever yeah without question and they started it Yep. So they head to the desert in the uh, same location as the movie Seven, and Murtaugh finds his daughter's head in a UPS box. What's in a box? <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? So you tell me you drove out here and you found your wife's head in a box? <laughs> Man, that's cold. <laughs> also, that head must be real cold because there's nothing yeah. attached to it. There ain't no blood in it no more. <laughs> Coming out Wait, of the you, box. You telling me that you drove out to the desert and you found your wife's head in a box and then you shot that motherfucker? <laughs> Man, that's cool. <laughs> Man, that's ass cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but really, really what happens is Murtaugh, he brings a, sm- a smoke grenade to a gunfight as Riggs snipes a few of the bad guys, but then the general sneaks up on him and the bad guys also recapture Murtaugh and his daughter. Yeah, so the audience, the, the theory behind this is that they deploy their sneak attack where, like, Riggs gets dropped off in the middle of the desert, sets up a good sniper position. The Shadow Company doesn't know he's still alive. They think he's dead. Then he starts sniping people. 
while everything goes down and they go, it's Riggs. And but, but, but the Shadow Company's smart, so they know. They know Riggs might be around still. So fucking General McAllister's out there, puts an MP5 to the back of his ear. Riggs gets captured. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so I love how they're just like, oh, it's got to be Riggs. Like the L.A. Police Department doesn't have any like ex, you know, Marine Scout snipers on the force. Any of them. Ah. There's only nine people in the world that could have made those shots. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all from the same gun and it's Riggs. It's Riggs. <laughs> But real though, I mean, this guy got his wife, like his daughter, got kidnapped. Like you, you are a cop. You can alert the cops. This isn't like a, like a like you're gonna get in trouble for this. Ah, oh, Max, <laughs> makes no sense. You know that the LAPD is gonna bumble this. You need to go in with a small tactical force led by Martin Riggs <laughs> and his nine millimeter cock. <laughs> Firing out of both chambers. So then after this, you get the Riggs torture scene with him getting electrocuted while Murtaugh gets a billion punches to the face. And salt rubbed in his wounds. Yeah, literally. Old school torture methods here. I just don't feel like it hurts that much. I feel like the uh, the electric shock therapy was a little bit worse. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... I feel like the salt in the wound thing is like a, a slow burn. You know, it's something that like eventually just starts throbbing away and just like you can't deal with it you know where like the electric shock is more like upfront visceral dude like if i can feel it in my urethra like that's a whole nother level yeah. of torture <laughs> also i love the fact that that character the guy who yes electric shock yeah Asian dude Dude. He is he's in just, everything he has been typecast as the guy who tortures people Throughout his entire history in Hollywood. It's fantastic. Isn't he like one of the best like movie martial arts guys on the planet? We talked about him like a few weeks ago. He was in something else. He's been in fucking everything. I mean, like he's even in uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy for fuck's sake. Like he's in. Oh, shit. Uh, Die Hard, isn't he? Yep. He's the one who uh, takes it? the what? candy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, can't, I can't believe I forget his name in Lethal Weapon. It was Mr. Um. Well, it was a lot better than Mr. Joshua, Gary. <laughs> Call me Mr. Joshua. It's like, I don't need to be your fucking sex slave. Like, what's your name, dude? I'm looking oh, up God. right now. I wish, yeah. Big Trouble, I mean, obviously, Big Trouble in Little China. He's in that yeah. with a weapon. She's having a baby. Action Jackson. Die Hard. They live. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He was Genghis Khan. <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> Death Warren with Van Damme. God, he's in so many just awesome movies. I think he is probably one of the most financially stable actors in Hollywood. I think he said that, too. I think we, we definitely talked about this dude before. Oh, yeah. He's a Godzilla. That's when we talked about him. Oh. He was the fishing boat guy. Yeah. Yeah. Godzilla. Godzilla. We need to, we need to do a mini episode just about this guy. <laughs> we should. I mean, seriously. We'll get him on. Call it a biopic. Yeah, good good idea, Max. Get him on here. Let's get him get on him here. On. Just tell us about all the movies you did. Go. <laughs> Go. We don't want to do any work this week. <laughs> well, speaking of this guy, so Riggs, like a spider monkey, kills him. And then he frees Maritai and his daughter. And then he goes into full berserker mode, killing everyone in the room. Yeah. Fantastic. Like throwing pipes at people. <laughs> yes. And then like, like 
literally busts in through the door, neck break, neck break, <laughs> pipe thrown, dead. We call that uh, crouching tiger hidden penis. Right. <laughs> grab your grab your machine gun. <laughs> spray. 15 other people dead. This is where he proves that he is, is black ops and that uh, Shadow Company is a bunch of pussies. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Riggs yeah, runs into the room and they all scatter like cockroaches and the light turns on. Like, oh, you shit. Know why, though? You want to know why he's so powerful? Because he has the Pope. <laughs> he has Jesus it's on his the, side. It's the Jesus. <laughs> Jesus guides my gun. <laughs> yeah, then Riggs, he chases down Busey on foot. And uh, Busey's driving, by the way. And they have a big shootout. I was expecting Busey's car to explode at least three times, and it never did. I was kind of disappointed. Which, this is a theme throughout uh, Lethal Weapon fans. You're going to see this in every single Lethal Weapon movie. But it's Martin Riggs chasing down a motor vehicle on foot. <laughs> on the highway. On the highway. And it's just, it's part of Lethal Weapon. It's fantastic. So it's it's going to be awesome. So you're telling me that Will Smith stole this shit from this movie from Men in Black. Yep. Oh yeah, without yes, and Tom Cruise. Yep. Wow. So this movie has just like far-reaching consequences. Like besides the fact that it started the fad of like, oh yeah, like if you have a big dick, like your wife's not going to be as pregnant as usual. Like that, <laughs> it's it's really spreading some shit. This has like tentacles. Yeah, every single movie that's ever been made has uh. Tentacles has a had title lethal weapon. Little Women has a title lethal, lethal weapon. <laughs> There's a derivative in there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, typical LA drivers. This car's on fire. People are shooting each other with machine guns, and they're just beeping. Yeah, yeah. beep. Yeah. The fuck out of the way, bro. I got a hook it waiting for me at the Lakers game. I'm trying to get in the 405 to the 10. <laughs> I gotta take a shit. <laughs> so, dude, stop beeping and get the fuck down. Oh, s- my God. Well, the the thing about it is that how many, uh, like, let's, let's just be realistic. How many drivers died during the scene <laughs> if it happened in real life? There's just Gary Busey firing, like, full clips into <laughs> oncoming traffic and, and Mel Gibson's returning fire at the same rate. <laughs> this is like, just like Mortal Kombat. Clearly, their aim is just that bad because they are so juiced up. <laughs> Right. That's all it is. Their aim's just that bad. They didn't hit anybody. Perfectly fine. This would this would have been a hundred percent collateral damage. They just would have been like, you know, this the movie should have ended with the captain being like, "You caught him, but did you have to kill five hundred people in the, in the process?" So wait a second. So so this set a lot of trends for movies. So do old movies in like the seventies or like the eighties and nineties, early nineties. They, it's kind of like the court system where they set legal precedent where it's like Mortal Kombat. Like, I'm going to shoot 90 rounds into a crowd of people at a at a metal concert and nobody gets hit. That doesn't, I don't believe that. Well, didn't you know that Lethal Weapon did it? Oh, oh well, I mean, shit, if Lethal Weapon did it, then we're fine. We're, we're, we're clear. We're covered. No, I think it did set precedent. I just think oh. it would have been hilarious to see like Busey firing that gun with his eyes closed and they just see like a line of cars and people in them and they're all just like their chests are just exploding. <laughs> like every single yeah. driver on the road is dying. <laughs> and then Gibson has his eyes closed, not even looking, shooting back. 
This movie would like do great with a like a Hot Shots parody, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the Charlie Sheen Hot Shots movies. This would this movie would be great for that. Well, I mean, always sunny. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that Once might have to be again, our mini app. Bad boys. Ah, uh, that would be hilarious. In Bad Boys, there would have been a body count. <laughs> yeah, Will Smith, point. deep down, is a bad. He's a bad dude. <laughs> So while all this shit's going on, though, Murtaugh plays a game of chicken with the general who's in a car. Murtaugh shoots the driver. Then the general gets hit by a bus and explosion. <laughs> How many explosions are we up to now? Oh, shit, I don't know. Let's, let me look at all my bold notes that I have on here. <laughs> and and so another thing, what Max, while you're looking, another <laughs> another lethal weapon like franchise thing is that at the end of the movie. Murtaugh does his patented like like stretch out the neck head turn <laughs> and then he says like a great one liner before he pulls out his six shooter real uh uh real gun and fires a perfect headshot to to kill the bad guy. It's fantastic. Right. And he that goes was like straight out of a video game. Right, exactly. I heard that shit. It was headshot. I mean that was, yeah. That was Still got cool. it. <laughs> in in this uh in this one let let's be i'm gonna be honest lethal weapon 2 has the best like murta oh by far uh one-liner but this one's this one's pretty good he goes no way you live <laughs> fantastic <laughs> <laughs> no way you live no way and then, he exp- <sighs> and then he explodes and he just gives like a fist pump like his team scored a touchdown <laughs> Uh, but Busey he got away and the boys know where he's heading so you cut to Busey shooting out one of his TVs in Murtaugh's house as the cops uh, just throw a fucking cop car right through the living room (laughs) dude which just goes to show you that Mr. Josh was insane because like he had gotten away like he could have like left LA been on like on the lam probably a been importing heroin again but he's just like no i have to go kill murtaugh's family out of a vendetta and then he's screaming he shoots uh what was it it's like it's a wonderful life and he just goes christmas and just starts shooting <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> like there's the bc i love there he is this is truly why you drug test all of your mercenary <laughs> employees like guns for hire. You have to drug test them because you need to make sure that they have sound judgment because you want to be able to keep reusing said asset, right? For more murders and other evil shit. So you want them to be able to get out. Oh, I thought you were going to say, cause you want to make sure they were on drugs. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not on them because if you're on them, then you lead with endings of this movie and then the good guys win. You don't want the good guys to win because if they win, you don't get paid because it's all that's about good. money. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Nazis tried it. Point. Didn't work out. No, not so good. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like meth, like short term, Super awesome. High body count, super great. No one's eating. Everyone's fucking all night. It's awesome. And then once you get to like month six, they're going back to old people's houses and trying to shoot them up. And they're kind of tired at that point. They haven't eaten in three weeks. You know, it's tough. It's yeah. Tough. Then battle the bulge happens. And you go through withdrawals and you're done. And you're fucking done, dude. Exactly what happens here. I bet you that Busey would have won this. <clears throat> he would have won the fight. That's about what we're about to talk about. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, speaking of, yeah, Riggs and Busey brawl it out like men in Murtaugh's front lawn. 
and with Murtaugh holding ever all the cops back, like, no, <laughs> let him take care of it. He They're just talking. Dudes. They're just talking. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> They're talking it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was wonderful. You had what, like the entire precinct down there watching this fist fight happen? I know. Murtaugh's like, yeah, choke the shit out of him. This is uh Abby goes, This is dumb. She's like she's like, Yes, I like this movie, but this the ending is dumb. And I was like, It's not dumb. You don't understand. You're dumb. They have to they have to figure out who's the best. This would happen in real life in the eighties. Oh yeah. Like, this would happen in real life, yeah. And a hundred percent. And everybody would respect that shit. Everyone would be like, no, nah, let him work it out. It's like either way, like we're either gonna shoot this motherfucker or throw him in jail. So it doesn't matter. Let's just let it but, work out. It's also like a, it also is another like 80s movie trope that has kind of been like co-opted by a lot of her movies. It's like the entire movie has ended. Like, honestly, like, everyone could go home and everything would be fine. But except for the fact that we don't know who's the best. <laughs> <laughs> who's dick's bigger? Figure, yeah, we have to figure out who's the best <laughs> before we can all go home. Because <laughs> I would need to know who was the best. I need to know. Who is walking around big dick swinging who I, I shouldn't go after? Men well, need I to just, know this. We are that. Subject. I just wonder if there was like a focus group cut where like, you know, to your point, John, where it's like everyone walked out of the movie theater and they're like, you know, it's a really good movie, but I just, I know, I just wanted to know who was best between Mr. Joshua and Riggs. Right? Yeah. Seriously. Like, well, I mean, we're going to bring it back for the sequel. Yeah, I don't like that idea. I think we need to know it now, right now. <laughs> You need to tell me who wins. <laughs> I'm actually sure that probably like 90% of women that went to go see this in theaters with their men in the 80s probably said the exact same thing during that scene. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. Yep. So in a real fight, who do you think would win? That is a good fight. Busey would Gary win. Gary Busey versus Mel Gibson. Um, honestly, it's all going to come down to who do you think is crazier? I know. I- I, I, dude, Busey, he could have taken his jugular out at any moment. That's the thing is, I think, I, I think Gary Busey is just a, a tinge crazier than Mel Gibson is. And I think that it's just that that's going to kick him over the edge. I think, I don't, then, I think they would both just end up dying. I don't think it would matter. You could, you could gouge Gary Busey's eyes out and he would just keep chomping at you like a great white shark. <laughs> his eyes throw back in his head, a new set comes in. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is why I drink all that paint. <laughs> Honest to God, because I really do feel like anti-Semitism does like weaken the system. So I think that Gary <laughs> would have had that on him. Like minus all the Aryan bullshit. <laughs> Slow fatigued. <laughs> a little fatigued. I'm a little fatigued from all the uh, uh, the race hate right now, yeah. actually. <laughs> so Riggs, he's about to kill Busey, but stops at the last second and lets Busey get arrested. But then, just like every 80s movie, Busey breaks out in slow motion, only to get shot by Riggs and Murta. At the same time! <laughs> I know. <laughs> Case closed. I don't even know where, where fucking Mel's, gu- where Riggs' gun came from. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's like, where the fuck did he pull a gun from? It's inside Danny Glover's foreskin. That's how big it is. That's how, that's how canvas it is. Where yeah, are you serious, John? Where do you pull that gun from? Yeah, t- Tim, his tell me. dick, dude. It didn't come from his knuckles. 
And he didn't come from his fucking knuckles because that's dude. where fucking babies come from, dude. So where came did from it come his from? dick, dude. <laughs> Duh. He just like he unscrewed it, like untied it, and like popped it out. Like, yep. Oh, he's got a holster in there. That's where his balls are. It's detachable. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't say that we weren't made with intelligent design? <laughs> so here, here's like my last like thought on on the movie, but it's just um. What do you think, like, what do you think uh, Marta's neighbors said after this? Oh, my God. Because, like, they just had this massive, like, brawl in their front yard. Like, police hours getting shot. Like, the house is burning down. And (laughs) one of the neighbor kids got killed. Had nothing to do with, like, anybody in the neighborhood. It was all, like, literally because Marta's a cop and, like, pissed off the wrong people. The the collateral damage that Marta brings in his neighborhood. Dude, it's just L.A. in the 80s, man. What are you going to do? It's <laughs> <laughs> just what it is. Back then, it's just accepted. Oh, this is so so funny. <laughs> it's like it's the middle of the night. You're like, you know, you're, you're kind of like tapping your wife's shoulder to see if she's still up, kind of get a little frisky. And then you just hear Gary Busey just murdering a bunch of cops. A cop yeah. car going through a fire hydrant, exploding into a house. And then you see a shirtless Mel Gibson just like. Like Luke Kang kicking Gary Busey on the on the fucking lawn. <laughs> like, and you okay, see never your mind. cop neighbor telling all the other cops not to break it up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sounds like it can get you a little frisky, to be I honest. Mean, yeah. it, hey, if this isn't doing it for you, I don't know what will. Listen, babe. This happens every t- every night at 2 a.m. You're just not up for it. <laughs> Goddamn fireworks in this neighborhood. So the movie wraps up with Riggs visiting his wife's grave and having Christmas dinner with Murta. And the movie ends. What a morbid, <laughs> what a morbid gift that he gives Murta. I, I understand the point of it. He's like, <laughs> I'm not trying to kill him. I don't want to kill myself anymore. <clears throat> but the bullet, like for the audience, like he gives Murta the bullet that he had saved to kill himself. <laughs> the hollow point Rip. bullet. So his head would explode. <laughs> Yeah, to do the job right. Yeah, and gives it to the daughter. Like, this is <laughs> yeah, the kind of thing you give straight to your partner. Not like, oh, yeah, yeah take this fucking bullet. Here and- you go, 16-year-old girl who has a crush on me. Yes. <laughs> Not to mention, this girl who just got tortured, kidnapped, and her boyfriend got killed in front of her. Hey, just give it yeah. to your dad, all right? Uh, Daddy, your new weird friend gave you this. By the way, I want to fuck him. Also, I feel numb to everything. I don't think I'm ever going to recover. <laughs> The only God thing that damn. makes the spiders go away is the heroin. <laughs> you gotta eat a bullet every day. You make sure it's a lead bullet. <laughs> you gotta eat them to keep it in your blood system. God. All right. Anything else you guys want to cover as far as the movie? I just think it's the greatest movie that's ever been made. So that's all I could say about it. <laughs> I, I Bad boys admit, for life. I gotta admit, Timmy. So, I mean, I watched uh, part, part two a couple weeks ago. I think part two is even better than this one. <laughs> I, you I'm know, excited. I, I, I I think it's it's different. It's completely I different. Prob- I think it probably. I think if we're gonna like look at, um, like if you're gonna take a purely like what's a better movie, it, this one's a better movie, right? Yeah. I think the story's better. It's like darker. It's kind of gritty. The second one kind of swings into that like lethal weapon, a little more funny, a little more like, uh upbeat in kind of a way Joe Pesci's in it so it's kind of like okay, okay you know okay yeah yeah <laughs> but it's like it's 
it's far more quotable and far more memorable like Lethal Weapon 2 just because of all the we'll get into it next yeah, next week we will all the dynamics of it I'll, I'll get into the how the themes change too but uh, yeah this one was much much darker much I mean it was like a partial noir too like whenever Tom Atkins was in it it felt like it was a noir right yeah exactly it's a couple different movies in one it was good though all right I don't have a lot of trivia though because I wasn't able to really get through it and there's just there's a shit ton <laughs> so Maybe I'll try to cover some next episode or we'll do a mini app at the end of the series or something about that. But let's just do a mini app then, dude. It'll be yeah, let's easier. just do a mini app. Yeah. yeah. All right. That, well, would be, only, that would actually be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do like a, a comprehensive trivia for the whole series. Um, the only ones I really got here, though. So, I mean, Mel Gibson, he was 30 when this was made. He was playing a 37 year old. Danny Glover was 40 and he played a 50 year old. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. Bob's your uncle. I'm looking like I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah, if, the fact that the fact that Danny Glover is forty is crazy. He looks he looks sixty. His body though, I mean, he's a, he's in really good shape. No, he's Fuck Jack, but too. just like the whole mustache and his you know, face just looks old. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> everything else. All right, let's just skip into uh, time for questions. Who's your favorite and least favorite in this? Oh my god, this is Stuff. like picking your kids, dude. This is like picking your kids. Sophie's you know? choice. <laughs> favorite kid. Uh, honestly, uh, as much as I love Murta and Murta's family, like Martin Riggs, mm. I've probably modeled my life after Martin Riggs <laughs> in this movie <laughs> for, for better and for worse, mostly worse. How yeah. many times have you licked the barrel of a gun, Tim? <laughs> I don't know. How many times, how many times did Murta say I'm getting too old for this shit? <laughs> Three. Yeah. Well, then uh, three times a million. <laughs> three times this episode. Yeah. Um, least favorite. Oh, God. Who's my least favorite? Um, it's, it's really hard. It I, there is. There really isn't that, there isn't that bad of a character in this movie. No. Um, honestly, like, oh, okay, yeah, least favorite is a psychiatrist. Because, like, what's, get your psycho babble out of here, you bimbo. <laughs> I want to hear your logic and your your medical terms. Yeah, we shouldn't have he, brought you in until Lethal Weapon Four. Yeah. <laughs> uh so my favorites, my favorites, fucking Busey, just because he's a national treasure, and I think we lost something when he went. Uh, well, when he got into his accident. My least favorite is the uh, the heroin dealing general. I, I, he wasn't mm. that menacing. That's true. That's a good point. And yeah. I feel like, you know, there could have at least weak. been like one intentional overdose, like via rectum that he could have like performed or something to make him a little more sinister. But uh, they didn't do it. They didn't go the extra mile. Yeah. I got to look at the general real quick. I feel like he was he's, he looks familiar. He's been something else, right? Yeah. No, he's one of those guys where he's yeah. just in things and you're like, oh, yeah. it's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll just skip it. Um, so my favorite, I'm going to say Murtaugh. I know yeah, he kind of like choice. yeah he progressively kind of turns into a sidekick. I think it's a series goes along. He's much more in charge in this one, but gonna love Marta. And my least favorite is gonna be the correct doses of medication that BC was on. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> they had him on very specific uh, muscle relaxers, so his uh, top lip would fall down a little bit farther on his teeth. <laughs> yes, it, I mean I like my BC. Just on like a level of like a rabid squirrel, just like foaming his 
like his teeth all over the place, his eyes bugging out of his head. That's how I like my BC. Just so IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes have their own rating systems, we decided to make ours. So what would your rating be for a lethal weapon? I give this one um, three pumps of Murtaugh's cock just gut-punching his poor wife out of, <laughs> you know, I'd say like a mullet and a half off of that beautiful head of hair that uh, that Mel has. He does have some pretty hair. Oh, my God, dude. It just bounces in the air. Like, L'Oreal ain't got shit on that, dude. <laughs> oh, by, uh, by the way. I, I knew it. I knew it. I thought I knew this. Uh, the general, he's the, um, he's the boss and liar, liar. That's where I knew him from. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. Point. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to give this, um, point. Oh, 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 one nanoseconds till tits, uh, <laughs> out of, um, uh, one times 10 raised to the 120th power jizz shots that I've laid to this movie. <laughs> um, I'm going to give us just one long road for the contractor Marta's house because it's not going to get any easier for him. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> just gets worse, folks. Yes. Let me tell you, buddy, business is a booming. <laughs> <laughs> I just redid that bathroom. Fuck. <laughs> That'll come next week. <laughs> All right, anything else before we head out? No, sir. Just okay. buckle up next week, folks, because oh it gets even better. <laughs> Dude, that's... Can't wait. That wraps up week one of our Lethal Weapon Month. If you like the show, please rate and review. Tell your friends about us. And uh, stay tuned for next week with more rigs, more Marta, more sax music, Joe Pesci, and diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> immunity revoked. Oh boy, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. Bye bye. Deuces, Later. fuckers. Fantastic. That actually I was, like, was smiling the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. I was grinning to myself as I was watching it too. And I would start frowning whenever my wife would walk by. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes narrow, just scolding at her. Yes. <laughs> this what is horrible. I'm not a man. I'm a husband. I know. I wanted Nikki to watch this movie. I, I did start the movie with her, and then it was literally like the first second is just tits, and she's like, I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> like, ah, oh, come on. Go. Nikki, you're supposed to be down with the titties, dude. Come on. Get her to watch Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> she watched some of it with me uh, when I was just watching it just randomly <laughs> like a couple weeks ago. She was reading a book while I was watching it. Reading a book? Boo. Oh. I know. What can you learn from a book you can't learn from fucking Lethal Weapon 2? <laughs> <laughs>